Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Birds with Friends in person, together for the first time in a while, Bo Wolf and Sheila Kapadia here at the Novacare Complex. We have heard from Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman, their pre-draft availability earlier today. We've also heard from Fletcher Cox, Carson Wentz, Jason Kelsey, and Zach Ertz over the last couple of days as the Eagles offseason activity has officially begun. Phase one, is it phase one or phase two? Who cares? It's a phase. They'll grow out of it. But we are here. Less than, or just a, a little bit over a week, a week to go before the NFL draft. And so we will uh, talk a little bit about that, talk about what we learned, if uh, we think there's anything that Howie and Joe said that had a kernel of truth to it. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, shoot the S. What else are we going to do? Carson Wentz, I believe, described it, you know, the excitement of the, like the first day of school. I would describe it as anything but. But <laughs> we were, were you break. excited about the first day of school? Yeah, I was. Okay. I mean, I wasn't like you know you, know, you get that feeling the night before. Sure. New possibilities on the horizon. Sure. Yeah. I remember. Uh, this is not a first day of school story, but I remember like you know when you get your teacher assignments. Oh uh, yeah, I like, love that. That was that was always was fun. Exciting. Right? And I remember. Um, I think it was going into second grade. I found out that I wasn't going to be in the same class as my best friend. It could have been second or third grade. And my parents, for the first time, let, I was so upset that for the first time let me say the F word. Really? Uh, oh, I like that. It was that. a one-off. It was a way for them to uh, mollify me as I tried to get over the disappointment that I wasn't going to be in Nick Iglesias' class. When are you going to do that for the case, man? <laughs> we, got, we got a ways to go. I look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to it, too. It'll be fun. Um... So we will talk. Uh, we will talk. Big picture draft thoughts. We've got your questions and getting a bird in edgewise. We've got a game called Turkeys to the Kingdom, similar to Turkeys to Success, but uh, a little bit different. Am I supposed to know what Turkeys to Success is? Yeah. Yes, you are. You are one oh. of the co-hosts of the show. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, and so we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. And you've got some playground thoughts that you want to get off your chest. Yeah, I know that's right. Okay. Uh, let's start with the. Why don't we start with the players? Okay. who are actually on this roster first. Uh, tell me what you thought the most interesting thing you heard from the four players who spoke over the past two days was. The most interesting thing was Jason Kelsey just running down this I list agree with of that. insane injuries. I agree with that. Torn elbow, broken foot, grade two, something, yeah. knee. Uh, all these things he played through last year. You know, he was being asked about how seriously he considered. And you know, we, we this is something we talked about. How like you know he wouldn't go into the injuries, but you could tell 
all season yes. long that like from week one, week two, this was a guy who who was just gutting through it. I think I had the anecdote of like a cameraman stepped on his bag in the locker room after a game, and like he was ready to throw that guy out of the locker right. room. There was frustration, but it it was kind of amazing having keeping all that in mind how well he played. I mean, especially I think the second half of the season the last month, whatever it may be. I, I thought he really played well. There were definitely times, I would say, the first half of the season where you're just like, all right, he's not moving as well as he normally does. There's clearly an injury here. But so he played through all that. You know, he said he had no doubts about coming back. I think he just needed some time. Um, you know, he basically said he's happy playing football. He likes being around the guys. He likes playing. That's why he, he came back. It's not some, It's not really that complicated beyond that. And so it'll probably be a year-to-year thing, which we've discussed with him. You know, another interesting thing I thought... My, from, sense, is, my sense is two years. That's two years guess, and he's out? I think. Yeah. I would take the over. You take the over? Yeah. Okay. I, don't you think this contract means, though, that he will play beyond this season? Most likely. Yeah, probably, but... Yeah, I mean, you we'll, know we'll, what's see, we'll see what happens, yeah. I mean, I guess if I mean, those injuries end, didn't yeah. stop him, like what right. injury could stop him? Right. I don't know. Uh, you know, actually, what was an underrated moment, I thought. Okay. A, a reporter said to, to Kelsey, you know, talking about the way last year ended, expectations for this year, said to him. Uh, I thought this was very interesting. Said to him, you know, you could make the argument you guys were one unlikely dropped. Right, pass. Uh, dropped pass away from. The Super Bowl, obviously right. referring to Alshon Jeffries dropping the New Orleans Saints, and Kelsey goes, "I would argue we were one right guard yes. injury away from." I don't think he meant to throw uh, a whiz under the, whiz bus. Under the bus, and he but... then, like later in the press conference, gave a glowing description of whiz. However, they could not run the ball after Brandon Brooks yes. was out of that game. Right, so. whiz whiz is a very good fourth interior offensive lineman. He is no Brandon Brooks, and right. I think it's fair. For, for Kelsey to say that. I mean, and that's true. That was exactly when the offense stopped working yeah. in that game. So that was interesting. And I saw Brandon Brooks uh, tweeted something about it uh, afterwards. said, Jason Kelsey always been a real one since day one. Oh, really? Something okay. like that, yeah. Oh, well. So, that's what they say about me. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. So that was kind of anything else from Kelsey. Let's just, why don't we just go player by. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And I don't think anything um, else he said was that uh, noteworthy, was it? No, I think that was about it. You know what's you know what is is funny that that I sort of wanted to ask Ertz about as we transition to Ertz. Um, it's it is clear that Ertz like does carry a little bit of a chip that he was not named to that All Pro team despite setting the record for tight end receptions. Uh, I, I I wonder if if he's like going through the locker room just. Every day, like mad at the at Jason Kelsey's face because it reminds him of Travis Kelsey, like uh, snubbing oh, him. Oh, you know? I didn't like, think of the brotherly connection. Yeah, maybe yeah, he just just tells him every day, like I'm better than your brother. Well, I mean, he's probably not, but yes. Hopefully, it came across in my story last year that, regardless of what he says, he pays very close attention to what is happening with every other tight end. Yeah, in the like NFL. the anecdote from your story, Gronk's uh, yeah passing yard, receiving yards right. was his his uh, password on his phone. And now he is right. When I see these graphics, it's now like, I believe the password is just Kittle. Kittle, Kelsey, and Kittle. Those are the guys who everyone refers to, and so uh, that's good. Yeah, that is still good. still hungry. I, I thought it was interesting that he said uh, he has he does not do any time for reflection while he's still playing. Eh, it's not true. I, I don't really believe that. No, right? it's just something you say. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, anything? Yeah, nothing else. People were making a big deal of him, uh, like as if it was a slip that he said that Wentz had had been playing with the broken back since the beginning of the season. But that's something that we knew. Like Jordan Matthews, I think had talked about it. Yes, I think Wentz even himself mentioned it. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that Ertz like gave away any state secrets there. No, it was just kind of on the heels of Carson Wentz's press conference, which I actually thought was interesting. Okay. Did you think he looked uh, a little more slender than you remember? I did. I did. Did you? Yes. No, it could be. Has someone else said that? Uh, I felt like somebody, one of the reporters was talking about it. Yeah, that was my first thought was I thought he looked a little slender. I didn't see uh, Suns Out, Guns Out. You know, yeah, he was wearing the nice fitted soft Sixers T-shirt. It might be a next level T. I don't know. You know, it was a good looking T-shirt. Nice, nice. You know, fitted one on the arms, but uh, yeah, the biceps weren't weren't bulging or anything like that. Which you know, the quarterback you don't want him to get too. Uh, no, you don't want him to get uh, you too, know, too too yoked upper uh, body, especially yeah, yeah when you're throwing. Yeah, but, but I thought he looked. I thought he maybe lost a little bit of muscle mass. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I, I would say I didn't look at him and say this guy's looking like he's uh, jacked and just been hitting up the weight room all off season. Right. Yeah. He's not, Which he's again, I don't know that he should be. Probably shouldn't be doing that. Correct. But, correct. Um, I, I would agree with that. A uh, little snippiness, I thought. A little bit. Yeah. With well, the injuries. Yeah, he's like, I didn't know where this is all we were going to be talking about. Well, what, like what the else? Third are we question. Talk about? Yeah, yeah. He said, I didn't know. We he were was probably about. expecting to be asked more questions about how terrible of a teammate he is. Well, I don't know about that, but. Uh, it just it just sort of reinforced like, man, this this feels like a like a make or break for his career type year. I mean, anything can happen. You know, it could be a terrible year. Yeah, I mean, I don't really agree young. with that because like it's not like the Eagles have another option. Yeah, it's true. Like he could be bad. I mean, I I don't I don't think he's going to be bad, but he right. could get injured again. Yes, and they're still going to sign him. Right. Like, it, it just feels like the pressure is sort of on, you know. He's, yeah, I mean, he's got stuff to prove. This is April, what is it, April 15th, and he's, like, tired 16th? of the injury no, yesterday. Uh, and he's tired of oh, right. the injury questions, and they're just going to keep coming. How many Eagles do you think do their own taxes? I'm trying to think if there's anybody who would. If you're an agent, I feel like you should... Uh, I don't know. You offer that service? Yeah, I feel like you should be able to hook them up with somebody. Right. Is there anyone who's great at math who would... That guy, John Urschel, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he did his own probably, taxes. Probably, And other people's taxes. Who's the, who's the least likely person to do their own taxes? Least likely. I don't know. Do you have a name in mind? No. I mean, I would think it would be very confusing for Jordan Mailata. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, there's no, there's there's way too much going on with yeah. this tax stuff. So, Who handles the taxes in the Capadia household? Uh, cousin. Nice. Cousin Jay. Tax uncle. Tax uncle. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, you. Rachel. Oh. I mean. Good. Yeah. What a godsend. Yeah. I'd be I'd be lost without her. I told her yesterday I'd probably be living in a box somewhere if it wasn't for her. <laughs> And you still may, even though she's... <laughs> uh, the back injury thing was kind of interesting. You know, it, it's uh, it's been a while, and it's not fully healed. And I don't think it matters that much if he participates in OTAs, but I do think it's noteworthy that it didn't... I mean, he said that's the goal, but he didn't sound sure that he's going to participate in OTAs. And when did he first pop up on that injury report? It was 
was that October? The, the Giants game, right? Week six. First one? Okay. So say think, yeah. October. Early October. So November, December, January, February, March, April. That's six months. Well, well, I, I mean, it should be from when they shut him down, right? I don't know. Should it be? Should it be? Well, I guess so. All right. Fine. So what's that? Four months? Late November. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. And didn't I mean, Doug listen. say at one point three months was the expected? Yes. All right. Listen, I mean, listen. If, could, if, if this were the Phoenix Suns medical staff of the 2000s, right. I would say no big deal. But this isn't the only example we no, have of hey, what's what's going on here, and so it's worth monitoring and questioning and all these different types of things. Broad the Broad Street is uh, littered with tales of curious Philadelphia injuries. Hmm. One way to put it: What's going on? <laughs> Jalen Mills is. Punching people, <laughs> even though he's got a boot on. I don't know if he punched the guy, but. <laughs> so uh, we will see. You know, if nothing else, it's not, you know, the, the narrative of, oh, you know, last offseason was so tough for Wentz, but this offseason he's good to go. And, well, that's not really the case. Right. We will see yeah. how good he is to go. I just, like, he can going. he just go out there? Do, I do not want another summer of, like, oh, gosh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, they shut him down. Like he's, eight passes he's in seven done, on seven. He's doing yeah. seven on seven, but they're holding him out of, they're holding him out of 11 on 11s. So, but tell you what, Nate Sudfeld's looking good. The bottom line is, until he's out there doing everything and they say it's over, no need to ask any more questions, yeah. it's a topic that has to be discussed. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did he say anything else here? I mean, it is like I am tired of I'm tired of talking about it and thinking about it, but it is like the story. It's line. the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, right. Like the 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 Eagles are set up to make a run at the Super Bowl, and if Carson Wentz is back, can't stay healthy, they're gonna stink. No your, offense. Your boy Russell Wilson got the big deal yesterday. What'd you make of that video? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> is there a cornier guy in the world? It's just I don't know what the word is. It's your guy. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, went I would it. love I would love for you to, to to send out that a very similar video. <laughs> Telling us that we got Birds with Friends coming tomorrow. Our Birds with Friends is making the official move to the athletic app. <laughs> Sheila in bed with with a couple of chains around his neck. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified even thinking about this visual, and it's it's me myself. Uh, he said your he'll wife, leave. Your wife's saying we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> he said he'll leave the contract stuff up to his agent, and so we will see. Do you, do you think something will happen on this front? Well, they've cleared up some extra space. I think they, they have Earth's restructure. They have. Um, I I don't think it will happen this offseason. Okay. Yeah. It could though. Could when it, when it. Stun me? No. Okay. It wouldn't, wouldn't, it wouldn't rock bottom me. All right. So that's it. For, no, then we heard from Fletcher Cox today. I no, missed Fletcher. What did you tell me? Nothing really him? noteworthy except, well, easy for me to say. He had right. surgery. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> so, know. Everybody's having surgery. Yeah, right? So he had surgery on, uh, I forget, was it a foot or a leg? A lower body. Lower body after the injury in that playoff game. He is eyeing training camp for a uh, full return. Okay. That's fine. He, I mean, he doesn't need to do it. He anything. really shouldn't. He shouldn't even be in training, training camp. camp. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, other than that, he didn't have too much noteworthy to offer. I mean, he should. He. I mean, he doesn't even need to play the first two weeks of the season. I tell you what, his guns in that uh, in that uh, 
Jordan pullover, man. Looking yoked. Wondering what size Yuggly, man, that size has to get for a Jordan pullover. Yeah. Good question. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again for lending me your mug, so I could drink some water. You're welcome. Very thirsty guy. No cups here today. Well, I saw you rummaging through every cabinet, and I know that feeling. That's a bad feeling. Yeah. You need some water, man. Need some water, right? Okay. Uh, we heard from uh, Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas today. Okay, as, as we transition to uh, draft talk. Okay. Um. So they're taking Cody Ford, right, with the first pick. Yeah, that was a very there was a very funny moment where uh, where Damo Paul Domowich of uh, Philly dot com, who is like a big Oklahoma guy, so you think that this is sort of like a his wife. Like, oh, here we go. Like you know, yeah, he's going to ask about Oklahoma or he's going to ask about tight ends, and uh, and Joe Douglas was like, well, the question was, you'd see him Cody Ford as a guard or a tackle. And Joe Douglas, uh, he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to give it away, but... I know. see him as a football player, he but said first. We, we got a plan for him. Oh. He actually said, stay tuned. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, we really don't need to discuss anything else with the first yeah. round. There you go, Cody Ford. He is a possibility. I mean, for the most part. Uh, well, I don't think that Howie Roseman, when it comes to this draft, is telling uh, anything resembling the truth, probably. Or I yeah. think it's very calculated. But I don't know if I don't know if Joe Douglas is as uh, as calculated. Okay. Think, I mean, I, they're probably not going to take. You him, think they're throwing us off the scent? No, I think it was just like if they take him, then we've got a plan for him. Okay. I like these. That's knowing that this is a week before the draft, and this is you know why do they have these press conferences? Time. That's why I like to ask about like process things or like big like I liked your question. Uh, about like you know a, a trade chart is there uh you know i've asked this trade chart question yeah. probably seven years in a row and no one will give me a actual answer on this i think that it's it's right that like there are only so many options when you're talking about the team that you're on the phone with yeah uh and so you sort of figure out what the right like you know the one that I, the one that i was using for that mock draft like it may not be precisely accurate but if you're if these are the two picks that the teams have it's fairly easy to see where where they uh, line up, but like I'm much more interested in big picture things like that than like okay, like uh, what do you think about the safety class this year? What do you think about the running back class? I mean, what are they going to tell you? Yeah, it, this is a league mandated thing, right? Every, every team has to do this, but uh, right. I don't really see the point of it. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really get a lot of other information from that. Okay, you know, they talked about their working relationship mm-hmm. and uh, you know, healthy. Disagreement, I think is how they put it. Mm-hmm. Howie Roseman said, Joe is a lot of things, but a yes man is not one of them. And he said, when uh, when there's passion, it's passionate. Yeah. Which I think made Joe a little uncomfortable, but... I mean, who are we getting? Joe could take Howie one-on-one. Well, yeah. Okay. I still don't, you know, I just... Uh, I think we have no sense of exactly how their their pre-draft process works. They won't go into like what role analytics plays. Yeah. Um, well, how we did coaches stuff. How you we, know what one thing? Sorry, one thing I thought was interesting was you know you always hear about the front office saying like the scouting staff funnels the prospects towards the coaches, yeah. and then from there you sort of it becomes a, a more of a collaboration. But Howie was yeah. described it as if he was removed from that, as if it's Joe's group 
funneling the prospects, and then they bring him to Howie, as if Howie is, is not on that sort of ground-level floor when it comes to evaluating all the draft class. And that's exactly what he said. Yeah. It's, that, what, that's not us reading between the no, lines. Yeah, he, said he said Joe and his staff, they start with sort of the big, you know, grouping and funnel it down, and, yeah, then it gets to right. him. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. And then the coaches get involved late. I guess they had a bunch of meetings last week. Mm-hmm as they worked on their draft board to go over, I guess they do each position with position coaches and mm-hmm. then they do the coordinators and obviously Doug. And, uh, you know, then they get some input there where they don't want to draft guys who are not going to be fits with the coaching staff. I will say that seems like an area that they've done a good job of. You know, it doesn't seem like I can't think of a player. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Maybe you can in the last couple of years since we've been here where it seems like the coach is like, why did they get me this guy? He's terrible. It almost yeah, seems like the opposite, where they're on board, like, you know, we'll, we'll get him going, and, you know, I know. Well, you think about it, the Wentz year, I mean, they barely had a, co- a scouting staff, so I think the coaches were more involved that year than in most okay. years, although they only had several picks. Yeah. And then the next year, yeah, I mean, Barnett, Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, and then last year, yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, we know Unlin worked out Jalen Mills. We know... Stoutland worked out Jordan Mailata last year. Um, Jim Schwartz made the call to Avante Maddox, right? Wasn't there some some clip of that or right. whatever? But he seemed very excited about that one. So maybe instead right of these, excited. maybe instead of these thirty pre-draft visits, we should be looking at which assistants worked out which players. I think I think people track that. Okay. Jeff Stoutland worked out Titus Howard, as uh, DFOP Sam Lynch pointed out. Tommy Lawler was the first to mm. track the pre-draft visits. So I was wrong, but at least you were wrong also. True. But I was, I was right in yeah, that you were wrong. I don't think so. I wasn't, going, I wasn't you know, pounding the mattress for, for Jimmy. I, guess. Eh, I would disagree with that. Uh, last year, the Eagles, two of their five picks were pre-draft visits, Mylotta and Goddard. And the year before, I think it was just Derek Barnett. Okay. Almost feels like they use the pre-draft visits to say, "We don't like this guy. Get him out of here." Well, I mean, I don't think that's true. I don't know, maybe. But I think there are a lot of guys where it's like, "Hmm, we've heard that you're kind of a uh, kind of a d bag. Tell us why you're not." And then it's their impression is, "Okay, well, I think yeah, you are." Yeah, but I mean, if you're bringing in guys who are first or second round picks, you can only take so many of them. Yeah, that's true. Now, you did a mock draft for The Athletic in which you had the Eagles trading Yeah, so my down. idea for this was best-case scenario, and uh, I mean, even in, even in trying to do a best-case scenario, I wasn't very happy with it. Okay. Which uh, is silly. I thought it was pretty good. I went through so many iterations. Cleveland Farrell, right? Yeah. Devin Singletary? Trading down four spots in the first. Okay. Taking Cleveland Farrell, picking up a third. Like that. I think he probably will not be there. I think, I think he will probably not be there at 25. Okay. But... Um, then I had them trading their two seconds to move up to the top of the second. My thinking here that, like, if they're taking a left tackle of the future, I want, like, I like the idea of them having the real, like, courage of their convictions. And, like, this is the guy. Okay. Plus, what I've looked at, like, the value of a tackle in that range of the draft is the best you can get. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in the tank for Titus Howard. Everybody knows that. I think that would be a, a great first three. I think that's great. But then what, what's not great is then you don't have the other second. You're going to take two-thirds. Right. 
Um, and I don't love Devin Singletary, but there's no receiver I really like in the third round area. So I also don't like love the defensive tackles there. I kind of like Kalen Saunders, but I didn't want to take him there. And so, okay. yeah, so I'll, I'll go Devin Singletary. Pick up to here Whitehead. Uh, and then Daniel Wise and Greg Dortch, the torch. Yeah. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah. So I was looking at some trade stuff for a thing I'm writing. Mm. Tell me this. Tell me which one you like better, that one or the one that finished second for me, which I now think may have been better. What do you got? The same trade done in the first round at 29. Okay. Take A.J. Brown, who you don't love, and then their two second-round picks, something like uh, Draymond Jones. Hmm, like him. And Elton Jenkins. Okay. Or maybe Jalen Ferguson instead of uh, Draymond Jones, if you'd rather have the edge rusher. Although he's, you know, obviously limited athletically. And then... Sorry, we can hear the uh, podcast in the next room. And then, I guess, a wide receiver in the third. And then, like, a couple running backs. No, I like the one you had better. All right. I like the one you had better. So I was looking at some trade stuff, which was a reason I asked Howie about the uh, draft value chart, because I believe I asked this question to John Schneider. Johnny Schneids. And I feel like he may have mentioned the Eagles. He was like, our analytics team and some others, the Eagles, yeah. Mm. I, I have to go back and look at my notes. This was all on the record. You know, I've sort of tried to work on a new right. non-Jimmy Johnson. There, there's the Chase Stewart one from uh, football perspective. Is that the one you used? I don't what know if it's use? the exact same one. It's okay. from our lads, but I think they're all, I mean, they're all okay. basically the same. Really, I mean, it seems like what it is, it's just, it's just precedent from like the previous years. Right. You know, so if you look at the Eagles and they have the 25th pick, if they wanted to make a small move up, let's say three spots, mm-hmm. maybe say six spots, I would say that, three to six area, there's precedent from the past couple of years that you actually might not have to give up an overall pick. You could do a pick swap later. Right. So something like uh, you know moving from 25 to 22 last year, the Titans and Ravens, they pick swapped a fourth and a sixth. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. The Bills moved up six spots last season. They swapped the third and a fifth. Okay. And so I wonder what I wonder what um Don't give me more work here. I wonder what get, swapping a second for a third would get them. Giving up one of their seconds and and moving to the end of the third. Or end so. of the third. Okay. Well, these are all about um cuz I think they would like to have three picks in the fir- at least three picks in the first three rounds. Okay. All right. Well, but I wonder what what uh, what that would get. Them. All right, you did give me more work, but I can look for it. Okay, it seems like a worthwhile uh, thing to look up. So I think that actually is a possibility. You know, they're talking about volume of picks. Mm-hmm. Is there that? Are you that confident in your scouting prowess that a fourth and a sixth? You know, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. And if there's someone you really like and he slips to twenty-one, then maybe you make a move there. Well, I like the idea that you know somebody once said, you know, I'd rather go, I'd rather go like six for 10 than five for five. Because then you get six players instead of five, you know, like. Yeah, that seems obvious. What am I missing? Well, just like you, you've got a better hit rate. Like maybe that means you think you're better, but no, it's about Uh, getting the players. I don't know. I might like to be able to brag about five for five. I know you would. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, keep it real. You're I, a real I one. I think Howie Roseman might like to practice. You've been a real one since day one. <laughs> All right, now if you want to make a big trade up, this is where it gets interesting. We have the New Orleans Saints, the deal you loved last year, going up to get Marcus Davenport. Mm-hmm. They went from 27 to 14, so a 13-spot uh, move. And gave up a future first. And they had to give up a future first and a fifth rounder. Now you say, hmm. well, was that just one trade and an outlier? It was not. The previous year, the Houston Texans went from 25 to 12. So we have sort of the exact spot the nice. Eagles would have to move up. Now, they were going up to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, they had to give up their future first-round pick. Mm. And in that same draft, the Chiefs moved up from 27 to 10 to get Patrick Mahomes 17 spots. So for the Eagles, this would be like getting up there to 8. They had to give up a future first-round pick and a third-round selection. So it feels like the price of business, if the Eagles are going to move at least, let's say, 12 spots or more, is a future first-round pick. Now, you could say, well, could they give up both their second-round picks? I think, I think giving up one of their seconds gets them up to about 14, 15. There's no, pre- well, there's no precedent for that. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. But Just going off the cuff? I'm going off the chart. Well, the charts, that's why I, I know it's not the right chart. I don't think the chart's accurate. Okay, right. I mean, they just, this, these teams just did this exact yeah, you're 25 probably right. to 12. But, and had to, this yeah. is three examples you're of the past right. two Maybe years. Maybe a second and a fourth. I don't think the Eagles are giving up a future first. Yeah, you're I don't right. think they're you're, doing You're this. right that that's the, the yeah. precedent. Yeah. So I, I think we underrate what it takes to get okay. up there. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, you could get creative. Maybe get creative. A second this and this, but I don't know. Aren't teams like, we don't want those garbanzo bean picks. You're probably right. These three trades just happened. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's kind of what how he said today. Like, I don't know. He, he said when you're calling about these trades, like, both sides sort of know what it's going to, you know. Right. What, what the compensation That's fair. is going to be. So, I don't know. I mean, would there be a player who they would, let's speak in hypotheticals, if they were to make such a drastic move, I don't think they're going to do this. Is it Ed Oliver? Is he the guy? Daniel uh, Jeremiah had him going number three I know, now. I know. So he, I, I mean, and I, I'm kind of with him. I think we've overthought that one. But I think. And Andre Dillard? I don't think so. And Rashawn Gary, your boy? Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not trading up for him, but if he's there at 25, <laughs> I think it's feasible. Okay. Uh, I, think, uh, I think a Brian Burns mm. is a possible trade up. I like that. I, I would not like to trade up for Christian Wilkins, but I'd agree I could with that. see them maybe a, a smaller trade mm, up. Okay. And then here's the other one. If 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 he if they really like him, I could see him moving up to like seventeen, eighteen for Hollywood Brown. If he's their guy. I thought about that one, yeah. Maybe. I mean I think he will be the first receiver off the board. Okay. That's my guess over Metcalf. I would be pretty surprised if they made one of these big jumps. But we'll see. So those are the only two sections of my article I got written. So okay, that's good. We, we'll go over the trade backs. How about on the next one? All right. Well, no, let's, that leads us well into turkeys to the kingdom. Okay. Uh, you've got 100 turkeys, and you can disperse them oh, however boy. you want. Oh, oh, this game. Okay. This game. I want you to disperse your turkeys for the possibilities that they trade up from 25 they trade down from 25, mm. and they stay at 25. Ooh, okay. 100 turkeys. Okay. Well, if my math is correct, 
They have made a trade in the first round in six of the last ten drafts. Mm. They have not picked at their original spot. Okay. Does that count the chip draft? Six of their last ten. Okay. Yeah. Turkeys, huh? Mm. Move up is any type of move up. It could any be one type spot, of move up. huh? Okay, all right. If I'm going on the record right now, I think they're trading out. Okay. Either towards the either to the end of the first round or out of the first round altogether. In the beginning of the draft process, I thought that they would trade up. Okay. Since then, I have moved, and I think that I do think that they will. I have been thinking that they will trade down. Today gave me. I know that I shouldn't be reading anything into today. Okay. And it's almost like I'm reading reverse into it. But I I do still think I do still think now that they they could have their eye on a guy. Okay. Who do you think that guy would be? I don't know. Burns or uh, Hollywood Brown? Are those your two? Yeah, see, Burns I don't think is going to get into reach. My, that's my guess. Okay. They could trade up like three spots for a Cody Ford. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't shock me. They could definitely do that. Joe Douglas did say, what did it was Is Montez Sweat going to fall? The, you know, I think Jeremiah had him fall a little bit. I don't think he's their type of guy necessarily. But Okay. One thing, one I will put this in my draft thoughts for next week. But the one, um, you know, I was looking at the, you know, the Pro Football Focus or the, the Pro Football Reference, uh, like you know, the career approximate value. Yeah. For the positions from eleven to twenty, and then from twenty-one to thirty-five, um, and less about like the specifics and more about where they rank. And one, inter- I thought the most interesting one was defensive tackle. The, the best defensive tackles relative to other positions have come in the 11 to 20 range. The 21 to 35, they have not been good. I think they're the 10th in terms of uh, mm-hmm. ranking of approximate value. They go from, I think, 3rd to 10th, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I have the chart in here somewhere. It seemed pretty clear that the Eagles have looked at this closely because Les Bowen, I believe, asked this same question, and they were like, yeah, most of the elite guys yeah, to tenth. are taken early in the first round at defensive tackle. One interesting one, yeah. Running backs, second eleven to twenty, which is a little surprising. Ninth, twenty-one to thirty-five of the eleven different positions. Now, obviously, I wouldn't take a running back eleven to twenty because I don't think you're actually getting value there. Yeah, but just because you take a running back at the back end of first round does not mean he's going to be good. Joe Douglas. Said a, a little nugget from a, a saying from Ozzie Newsom that he keeps in his pocket: "A luxury pick today could become a necessity tomorrow." Mm, that's a good one. What position? Do I, I felt like that applied to offensive line or defensive end. Okay. Or defensive tackle. I think that I mean I think you want to just name every position. To the line. I think okay. that applies right. to the line. <laughs> All right. Or kicker. Okay, so my tur- back to my turkeys. All right. You know, I don't want to. I kind of want to be aggressive here. Can't be too aggressive. He's a bit of a toss-up. I will say. Are you? You? I think you need to write down your turkey so you can't just play off mine. Fair. That's fair. Okay. I'm sure you've thought about this. It's your game, after all. All right. So I got a hundred turkeys. Trade back. Trade up. Or stay put. 
I'm gonna go. Hmm. All right, I'm ready. Did you write yours down? Do you have them in your head yet? Yeah. Okay, I'll trust you. Not not really, but for the purpose okay, of not Okay, I wrote making, them down. Okay. I will say a trade back. I'm going to go. Fifty turkeys. Wow. Okay. I stay put. I'm going to go. Thirty turkeys. Hmm. Interesting. And to trade up, I'll go twenty turkeys. Okay. What do you got? I went uh, 40 turkeys on the trade down. No guts. 35 on the trade up. Ugh. And 25 mm. on stay at 25. So you've got, you've got more turkeys than me on two out of the three. Okay. You've wagered well. Let's go. All right. Next up, turkeys to the kingdom. Oh, there's more. There's five. Okay. Will the Eagles make seven picks, as they have right now, over the course of the draft? Will they have six or fewer or will they end up having eight or more? Hmm. Do I believe Jeffrey Lurie when he says we are a volume drafting team? We need to be that. It's kind of like my reverse when we got to get to the airport, you know, the thing I do. It's kind of my thought process here. Okay. I, I keep coming back to the same numbers, but that makes it a little bit boring. All right, I'm going to go big on this one. Okay. 45 for eight or more. Okay. 45 for mm. seven on the dot. Okay. And just 10 for six or fewer. I also went 10 for six or fewer. Oh, okay. I went 40. For seven picks and 50 for eight or more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, only two options here. Will the Eagles draft a quarterback? Yes or no? Give me your turkeys. Carson Wentz was asked about Easton Stick yesterday. Mm-hmm. Joe Douglas said we always do our due diligence on the QBs, as every team does. I'm going to say 90% no. Wow. 10% yes. I'm going 70-30 no okay. yes. I've, I've always had more, uh, you know. Yeah, you're going, you've got yeah. a little more courage of your convictions, I guess. Um, I just, they have so many sort of short-term or, or long-term depth needs Yeah. that if they really believe in Nate Sudfeld, which I think they do, like you're not going to use a you're not going to use a you're not going to use a second round pick on a quarterback. Yeah, you shouldn't probably use a fourth round pick. And then at that point, like, what are you getting? And you know how he's never drafted a quarterback after the fourth round. You know, you, you want you want like the Northwestern guy in the fifth round when you could have, I don't know, some safety who could at least play special teams right away. I mean, Howie Roseman was know. like, "Well, we didn't draft Nate Sudfeld, right. but, but they like essentially how we got him. right, yeah, like, and that's you know, that's right, kind of true, yeah." yeah. So I don't know that that's going to be your best option to find the back a backup. All right, another binary one. Eagles and running backs. Will they draft one in the first two rounds, or will they draft one in the third round or later? Ooh, first two, huh? Well, they're not going to draft one in the first. 
we, we discussed the Josh Jacobs thing last time, and I think we were right mm-hmm. on. You think Daniel Jeremiah is a listener to the pod? I, I think he must be. Yeah. He probably did his homework on you. Maybe. <laughs> and he's been, he's been listening to the back catalog. So second round. I could see second round. Yeah, I could see second round. They've brought in, they've brought in several second round possibilities. Yeah. But some of those could be third round possibilities. That's, that's exactly right. We know how he likes to read the draft board. They have brought in uh, Josh Jacobs, Daryl Henderson, Miles Sanders, Karan Higdon, Justice Hill, and Ryquell Armstead for visits. Okay. I think Henderson, Sanders are really the only second round possibilities. I'm going to go 70, third or later, 30. First two. I went 75-25. All right, last Damn one. you. This one is a little bit more complicated. Oh, wonderful. The first pick the Eagles make. Okay. Will it be a wide receiver, a defensive lineman, a member of the secondary, an offensive lineman, oh, or other? So you've got five pots, five pots to toss your turkeys into. Mine are vegetarian turkeys, for the record. Is there a name, like, Vegeta Turkey? Uh, there is, I believe. Not that I eat. Okay. But... All right, well, so let's, f- let's say it's tofu. Five pot. There's a tofurkey, right? Well, these are, well, these are live turkeys. Oh. You're not eating the turkeys. Oh, good. They've been alive the whole time. Unlike They're squawking. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. We don't kill animals here. Okay, but uh, do I have to touch the turkey? No. I'm not great with animals. No, no, no. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. You There's no, You got no chance of wrangling up any of these turkeys. When you go to like a uh, an aquarium, or somewhere where it's like, you know, feel free to like touch. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your like? I actually, I get very curious and I want to I wanna really? touch. Really? But I'm always like very nervous to actually oh. touch. I don't go near those things. Mm. Say, so see ya. I'm out. I could see that. That okay. doesn't surprise me. All right. Okay, so defensive line is you know obviously going to be the top one, I believe, for both of us here. If average for the five, you know, let's say it will be a twenty split. I want to go higher. You written yours down yet? I'm doing it. Mm, all right. I'm gonna go forty DL. What would the other be? Running back, linebacker, quarterback, okay, tight end. All right. So I'm really working with four categories Kicker. here. <laughs> All right. All right. So 25 each. All right. I'm going to go 40 defensive line. Okay. So I now have 60 to work with. I'm going to go 25 offensive line. Okay. That leaves me with 35, I believe. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go 25 wide receiver, 10 secondary. Did I do that right? 25, 65, 75, 100, yes, zero other. Math Indian right there. I am mm. going... I also went 40 D-line. No blood there. I'm going 30 wide receiver over your 25. You're all in on Hollywood Brown. Okay. 
27 O-line to your 25. Oh, so what I got a cheater. A I wrote that down before you said it. We can trust you. Three on secondary and nothing on other. Three on secondary. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Thus concludes Turkeys to the Kingdom. Okay. Live turkeys. It's time for a mailbag? Time for a mailbag. Okay. Uh, here we go. Um, I'm Birdsman. Brandon Lee Gowden says, Will both flip the bird at something for me? He knows what. Uh, this goes back to... Better not be me. No, I would never flip the bird at you. That's okay. not true. Uh, no, this is... I think I think the, this is a bird that you would love to see flipped. This is... Uh, there's been... You know, our long-term discussion of uh, reclining on the airplane has been uh, back in the zeitgeist on uh, football Twitter. Yeah. Some prominent national reporters uh, have decided that they think everybody should recline. Okay. Even though they are more diminutive in stature. So, yeah, I think they, I think that's a worthwhile flip of the bird. Well, don't recline your seat. What was this from? Delta had something, right? I don't know what the... Yeah, I guess there's something. Yeah, some change. Okay. Suffice to say that uh, you'll be in the back flipping that bird yourself. Me? Yeah. Okay. Just at the specific person. Joe Post 3. Outside of drafting a smoothie as a snack, what are the biggest draft reaches of all time? Eagles, <laughs> NFL, or otherwise? I mean, I'm not even acknowledging that question. <laughs> that nonsense. <laughs> if you have something to add. Danny Watkins is the answer. Okay. You know, I was thinking about that. Imagine 2019 Howie Roseman drafting like Danny Watkins in the first round. If they like, if they drafted Danny Watkins this year, right? Like I would, I don't know. So what does that say? Does that speak to Howie's growth? Does that does that speak to our collective growth as a? That's a good question. Because he, I mean, he he was he made that pick. I think that he would. If I. if I would guess how how I would answer that question, yeah, he would. The first thing he would do is is uh, remind you that it was an odd year in that the draft came before free agency. Okay, so they had specific needs that they had to fill. Okay, they talked themselves into him being ready to go from week one, which, I mean, was very dumb because, in addition to being super old, he was. Like, not an experienced player. He had played, like, three seasons of college football, and he was moving from tackle to guard. So, like... Three seasons of college football, and isn't that a lot? But he'd never played in oh, high school. okay. All like right, he, right. Or whatever it was. Played hockey. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this idea that this guy could, could come in and play right away. Now, you know, they had, the, they, had, they had the Howard Mudd thing, so they had to revamp the entire offensive line. But, I mean, it's one of the worst picks of all time. It is interesting. It's an, it is interesting. It would be great if I think to he get would him probably, to speak honestly. Uh, about I think it. He, he would probably say that um, that could have been the case of if he was being honest. I think he would say that there was probably uh, too much influence from the coaching staff on that pick. What year was that? Twelve. Was it? Let's see. I got this up here. That was eleven. Eleven. So eight years ago, I mean, yeah, he would laugh at he he would. I would hope so. He would think a team is crazy for doing that now. I would, I would hope so. So okay. Uh, so that's a good one. All right. I don't know how this was considered at the time, but I was with all this Dirk Nowitzki stuff uh, recently. 
the Eagles taking Larry Hughes a spot before uh, Paul Pierce and Dirk Nowitzki. Mm. AI and Dirk Nowitzki. Mm. That would have been fun. That would have been Larry fun. Hughes was a fun player, though. The Flight Brothers. Yeah. What? Uh, where did you come down on the uh, Paul Pierce Dwayne Wade thing? I didn't really pay that much attention to I was, it. Uh, when, when I was in Phoenix. Pierce was getting crushed yeah. for that uh, for a bachelor party. One one of the attendees was a was a big Boston sports fan and was making the case that it wasn't it wasn't that crazy. Okay, that's well, that's. I mean, Paul Pierce. I think is probably better than you remember. I had a very I good career. He was very I just good. think that Dwayne Wade like. Dwayne Wade's peak was higher than, okay. than Paul Pierce's peak. All right. Uh, gonna need some concussion uncle analysis on the phase one OTA restrictions from Bo. Mm. That is from concussion uncle. I mean, listen, I, I I'm not a uh, I'm not a trained monkey here. You can't just tell concussion uncle to come out whenever you want. Okay. If you, it's got to be a little more organic. Right. I think if, if you're feeling it later, then uh, okay, you have a topic. Okay. Alex G says, if you and Bo played a best of seven table tennis match, games to 11, who would win? I think you would win. I mean, we've you have pl- no chance. We've played a racket sport and you crushed me. Although, how, do you, how are you feeling today? Go ahead. I, I, I don't want to brag. Go ahead. But, <laughs> give your brag. Give your brag. You know, we, had, we were a little hungry after the availability today. We knew we were going to pod. Decided to do a little pastaficio sandwich. A little best out of three RPS. Bo came in hot, you know, up 1-0. Mm-hmm. I've always been good with my back's against the wall <laughs> like that. Elimination games. Love being counted out. Uh, That's what they always say. Big comeback for me. And so uh, I think I'm up 2-1 versus you in athletic endeavors now. What was the one? Yeah, I got you in pool and yeah, RPS. Yeah, that one, the pool I'll never, I'll never <laughs> live down. And you got me in tennis. I need to, uh, I need to avenge the pool loss. The, the, Best of seven. How many games do, do you think I would win? Any games, or would you sweep in me? ping pong? Yeah, uh, I think I would sweep you. Wow. Okay. Games two eleven. What do you think my highest score would be in a losing game? I think you get up to eight. Okay. But I uh, game two eleven. Uh, let's play the twenty one. That's that's how it real. I agree. I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. How often are you playing table tennis nowadays? It's been a while. Okay. Um, at my last job, I know you don't like you. You, you love any injury. I love my this last job. We don't know where this was. We don't know what you were doing. We but go ahead. A, uh, we had a ping pong table. Oh, yeah. In the office. Oh, how do you get any work done? Good question. I didn't get much work <laughs> done, and never lost. Way. Never. Not once. Okay. And on the la- on my last day, in my honor, we had a uh, we had an office wide ping pong tournament, and I entered twice, right handed and left handed, and. Played myself in the finals. Really? Yes, made it all the way to the finals lefty. Why'd you leave this job? That sounds so much better than okay. sitting here with me. Eh. We'll get to the bottom of it one day. <laughs> okay. As he sits there in silence. The only time he's silent. <laughs> okay, well, who knows? Maybe I'll practice a little post-draft and we can make it happen. Now I've got nothing to lose. You just, That's you, true. You now I will say like there, there, are, there are times when I can get a little bit yippy. Okay, uh, and that has happened before. I can, my I, brother I, is is uh, a fantastic ping pong player. Okay, um, and he's the only like he's the one who can who can beat me. Okay, but I would say um, he is he's much more consistent. He's sort of playing at about like ninety to ninety seven percent of his ability every game. Okay, whereas I'm playing more like 
I could be down to like twenty percent of my okay. capability some game. But if if we're both at our best, I think that I can be. I think that I would beat him. I feel pretty good about being able to get into your head at least. Okay. Okay. I mean, I did beat you six love in tennis. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bean. Ah, Bean Man. This is a follow from a text. He thought I was too hard on Starbucks. <laughs> oh, come on. The last on. podcast. Let me break out. What this. is this? I don't know where. So he asked, coat. He asked, why do you hate big coffee, a.k.a. Starbucks? Bean Dick Arnold. Something like that. I was sending him uh, photos of Howard Schultz. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Let's see. Uh, What does he say here? Being a dick to Arnold. I can't believe this. I can't believe he's... unbelievable. Wow, wow, yeah. Starbucks really needed somebody to come out on their side. Poor little little coffee shop. Little Starbucks. Give me a break. Uh, He says, catching up on BWF, too hard on Starbucks. What? How would they know how many kids are going to show up? Offer something else. It's not about the cake pops. Lemur chimes in. Think the violation was more that they just didn't give something else. Lemur. After they ran out. Wow. Bean says, why should they? Haven't you ever been to a Starbucks at the end of the day? They run out of stuff. No obligation to give out more or anything at all. Wasn't it the next day? Wasn't it the morning? It's before noon, yeah. Yeah, come on. Ben thought, Bean, Bean thought this was a kid. He doesn't have kids. He Bean thought, is very uh, famously anti-child. He thought this was a have kids, no kids thing. I disagree. If it were for me and it was like, get your, uh, you know, your free, tall, dark roast and they ran out for me to read them a poem, uh, well, that would be weird. But still, I would be just as angry. Lemur says they signed up to do this thing. Yeah, he's right. They got to give the kids something. Bean says, how do you know they signed up? They may have been asked. That's not the same. Mm. Lemur says, fine, they agreed to do it, though. Yeah. Bean says... This is <laughs> great. This let is let me know what you I hope this goes on for another 10 minutes. <laughs> Bean says, how many times a day do you think corporate Starbucks <laughs> or a local one gets asked to participate in a charity event? Hundreds? Thousands? I don't understand, like, why Bean thinks that Starbucks <laughs> needs a defender. <laughs> says, they probably allocated an amount based on estimates. You run out, that's it. All right. Wow. I didn't know that this was going to be the episode where Bean turned heel. Well, well. there you go. Okay. Uh, so you know why. And I have not had a Starbucks since then. Good. And neither have I. Uh, Rich Bobby. I would like, I would like to uh, see if I can go the rest of my life without having Starbucks. You know what? I'm not going to say... It's going to be hard to do. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm never going to have one because I'm going to be in an airport at some point. Yeah, and I'll be in, a, in an odd place and need, a, need an iced coffee. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that, but listen... Plus, I don't. I don't want this to be a thing where, like, you tell the genie, "I don't want to. I don't want to have Starbucks the rest of my life," and so then they just kill you. Okay. Your life and your life is shorter because you don't want Starbucks. Defop Rich Bobby sent me a nice photo of Saxby's. He went to. Okay. He was in media. He stopped by Burlap and Bean and had a wonderful mm. experience. He said. I saw that picture. I thought Burlap and Bean looked a little hoitier, toitier than I was expecting. It's like a former. It's actually a former garage, I believe. Yeah. They have nice signage. Yeah, it, looked I'm not little, it looked a little pretentious to I, me. I go there in my jogger's place. No one judges me, or if they do, they don't say anything. It would be very weird for someone to tell you that they judged <laughs> you and your joggers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Philadelphia says, was never going to happen, but do you give up Carson and a first for Russell Wilson? 
Then he mentions another reporter. Well, it's a good question because this was posed yesterday at the. Yeah, I was thinking about it afterwards. You, you're the, you're the, uh, the expert, and you said you would trade, you would not trade Wentz for Russell Wilson, straight up. Well, Wilson is four years older. It, it's a tough one because he is four. Can years you believe older. that there is someone out there who's cornier than Carson Wentz? It's a starting quarterback out. He's four years older. However, he's never missed a game. And Wentz's durability is in question. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I'm really on the fence. I don't know. I do. Feel, I feel like Wilson in this offense would be pretty fun. Wilson with this offensive line wouldn't know yeah, what to do with himself. He would not know what to do with himself. Uh, he can throw bombs. Very good deep ball thrower. Might frustrate the coaches a little bit, you know, if they're getting mad at Wentz for not taking the check down and trying to be aggressive. I would imagine they would be uh, a little annoyed with Wilson for that. What would you say? Sorry, he was looking at his phone. I did, I interrupted. I, him. I mean, I wouldn't. I would not make the trade. I could be talked into it. There's certainly more certainty in Russell Wilson. Yeah, but I think you're right. I mean, I think uh, I certainly wouldn't give up a first round pick to do it. No, I think the, it would be a straight up. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. You wouldn't do Wentz um, in the first. I mean, obviously, I would rather have Russell Wilson next year than Carson Wentz. Just knowing. There's a uh, the confidence level like that he's going to baseline perform at such a level and play yeah. most of the games is higher than Carson Wentz. Right. But I think you make the case that Carson Wentz's ceiling is higher. Not even not even that he's younger, just that he could be better. Okay. Peck nest migrate. This is from Nick Sean Jackson, not Deshaun, mm. but Nick Sean and Jack Kelsey. Fletcher Cox, Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, I like this. This is a great one. If they were all rookies, knowing their career paths. Love this question. Oh, you're Peckness migrating. You're Peckness okay. migrating. Malcolm Jenkins, Kelsey, and Fletcher Cox? Yeah. That's a very good question. Whoo, this is a tough one. I think you have to nest Fletcher Cox. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think... Well, so what's a peck in this? You only get... You get their rookie contract? Is that is that fair? Or do you get their best year? Next yeah. year. You get their peak. How you about get, that? You get, you get one year one of their year, peak. One year of their peak? Yeah. That's good. That sort of changes it a little bit. Like, I, the, the thing is, you can make a good case for both Kelsey and Jenkins because... You're getting them for their whole career. Like the culture um, ad from both of those guys is is significant. Um, but I think I think you have to say that center is probably the least valuable position of those three, and so I I think you have to sadly migrate Kelsey. I think that's the easiest decision of this to migrate Kelsey. I think you have to migrate Kelsey. Now I think I, I think like the certainty of having a safety who's good for that long. Is very nice, and like you, you get, can do a lot of things. You can do a lot of things, and, and can, I think that's a total undersell to be like uh, Kelsey and Jenkins. The cult. I mean, I think there's a world of difference between what those two guys bring. Okay. Also, because offensive line linemen, those generally aren't your like, uh, you know, those guys are usually fine. Yeah. So like, you could get a uh, listen. I like Kelsey. Kelsey sure. brings a lot to the table. 
But if you told me you could get a center who's bringing like 75% of his intangibles to the field, right? that wouldn't shock me. Jenkins is like a, uh, is like a roster changer, I feel. Yeah, that's not unfair. It's a tone setter. I mean, he's going at the coaches, too. He's, he's, he'll speak up to anybody. I feel like it's very different. That's why I that makes still, it hard, a little hard for I me. I think I still have to take Cox. I it's think so, just, too. It, it, he just impacts the, the game. A little bit more. Every snap. It's a, more, it's a little bit more important of a position. Run, pass. I think that's right. So, yeah, I would say Cox, you're uh, nesting. I mean, if it's only one year, yeah, I think I'd I would still, still do Jenkins, Jenkins yeah. and then Kelsey. All right, very That's good question. That's a very good one. I like that one. Yeah, uh, don't, don't be a stranger, Nick Sean Jackson. Mm. Well, he says, I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope you can figure out what I mean. It makes perfect sense. Beautiful. But I appreciate your uh, <laughs> courtesy there. Thank you. All right. Okay, and we're going to go the other uh, end of the spectrum here with... <laughs> Harrison Kulik says, wondering your opinion on the carpet under the urinal method to disguise the pee puddle. (laughs) I I can't. I don't see see a lot of carpets under urinals. No, this is new. I feel like we may, you know, and I think uh, Jimmy Kemsky had the Wawa thing. I have seen that. Well, he's still, wow. His is like a real carpet. Like carpet carpet or like that, like plastic. His uh, looks like a legit carpet, but you can't tell for sure. But some type of contraption, basically. Well, I see a carpet under like a, like a toilet, at a house. No, this is a public but, like. So yeah. it's a little thing. It's like a like a bath mat almost. Okay. Small bath mat. I like whatever. that idea. I mean, I've seen it, these it, popping better up. better than seeing the pee puddle. Yeah, I've seen these popping up left and right. Okay. Maybe a movement. Yeah. What are my thoughts? I'm I'm in on it. I mean, it's a little silly, but like you know. We shouldn't need it, but we do need I it. I was going to say, I would really prefer people just found a way to get that right. uh, get that urine in the urinal. Well, that's why I like a, uh, I like a low, like... Like a floor urinal? Like, now, you know, it's, it can be uncomfortable to be like one long urinal that you see oh, in like a, a baseball game or something. It's but called? it is, it's better for splash purposes. I don't like a one long one, no. I do, and then you throw some ice on there. You get to see the ice melt. So that's that's a lot of fun. What about the floor, the the to the floor urinal? Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Why why'd they go away from that? That's the question. It's a good question. You can put ice at the bottom. That's of That's true. That, would that alleviate the? I uh, think it would. But at some point in time, those are older. It costs I a little feel. bit more money, a little bit more porcelain. Mm, okay, all right. Everybody's well, trying to save a dollar. Keith W. Will Doug have ice cream for the fellas after the first day of OTAs? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Don't know. Todd Blake says, what was Cox's injury? Lower body. Lower body, okay. Uh, Matt Wilcox says, I don't know about this one. Peck Ness migrate Jason Kelsey's beard, Fletcher Cox's grin slash smirk, and Chris Long's Twitter account. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to migrate Chris Long's Twitter account because we should all get off Twitter. Okay. Um, migrate now, like migrate Kelsey having the beard, or I get his beard. Probably him. Just no, I think continuing it stays on the them. Beard. Yeah, like you don't get to take ownership. Yeah, I'll do migrate that and uh, nest. Uh, really, Cox. I think I would nest the Kelsey beard. That's a good beard. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay. nest and then oh, peck, okay. uh, yeah. peck Cox's. Right. Uh, I'll peck Cox. Let's see. Uh, should I keep going here, or are yeah, you ready keep to leave? Going. Okay. Hamilton says, would Washington be better off this year and going forward if they had re-signed Kurt Cousins for the deal Minnesota gave him? Well, interesting. 
I mean, they'd be better off this year than having... They would be bad if they were paying him that much yeah, money. I mean, the roster already sucks, and, and it would suck sucks. more. Yeah, but he might help their wide receivers okay. run routes better. If Chris Long, well, this is from uh, somebody else. I'm not going to read names anymore. I'm bored. Okay. If Chris Long wants to play but not for the Eagles, will he be tradable or just cut? That's a good question. Good question. I don't well, like. I mean, they'd have to trade him. What's the, like? Why? No. Why would they do that service to? Cut no, him? I don't think because oh, really? here's the deal. Because he's got retirement in his pocket. So if True. you, so if you, but they could call it. I mean, they could call each other's bluff. They could. But if they're going to trade him to like a team that sucks or somewhere he doesn't want to go, he's already threatened retirement, whether yeah. it's real or not. So I don't know. I feel like you would probably just have to. Yeah, but if it's like I want to go to you can work the Rams. Out. Okay, like, maybe. It probably also depends on what that team is. Yeah. Any chance Jay Ajayi comes back if they strike out on RBs in the draft? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because they added Jordan Howard. And I think he's duplicative with Jordan Howard. I would agree. I think if they had traded for Duke Johnson or something like that instead of Jordan Howard, then then yes. But I think probably not. Is it more embarrassing to blow a 31-point second-half lead in football or basketball? I would say basketball. I would say football. Really? It's unheard of. I know it's unheard of, but like runs like that happen in the NBA all 31 the time. 31 down, okay, 31 lot, on the road? Like, are we talking in the playoffs too? No, he didn't say that. Okay. Well, that's the thing. NBA games, there are more of them. Yeah. So one loss means less than one loss means in football. I still say more embarrassing. Basketball. Okay. Whew, that was a doozy. I don't want to read these questions next time. That was terrible. Oh, wait, there's more. Do you... <laughs> yeah, I see more here. Do you, do you want to do more? Should we just call it? Give, let's do three more. Right. Are you picking them or am I? Oh, I, you've, got the, you've got them over no, there. I mean, no. I can go through them, but... Well, not everything showed up here for me. Let's see. Yeah, why don't these all show up? Okay, let's see. Uh, what? All right, this is a good schedule one. We got the schedule coming out tomorrow, Oh, right? yeah. What game on the schedule has the potential to have the most juice and the least juice? Good question. Related, prune juice has got to be the worst juice. Right? I think we've said that, right? I don't think I've ever had prune juice. I don't think I've ever had it myself. Okay. All right. You're looking at that. Um, AFC I'll... East. Yeah. NFC South, right? You don't have the opponents oh, in front of you? Uh, I, can, I can pull it up. Well, I, I mean, I know it. So. Okay. Bills... At Bills, at Dolphins, Patriots and Jets at home, um, you're just doing this off memory, huh? Off memory. Obviously, the division games. You've got at Atlanta, I believe, is the uh, second place one, and. Home against the Seahawks. And then the NFC North at Green Bay and at Detroit. Or is it at Minnesota? All right. Home games. Cowboys, Giants, Washington, Bears, Lions, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks. Road games. Division, Packers, Vikings, Bills, Dolphins, 
Falcons. All right. So right. I think the games okay. uh, we should do non division probably. Let's do right? non division. Yeah. I think I'm the, gonna go. I'm gonna say. Rank them one to ten. Juice. Is this what we did for our schedule post last year? I don't remember. No. Uh, well, here, here are the ones I would say are in the in the running for most juice. I would say home against the Patriots. Yes. Home against the Seahawks. For you. At the Packers. I think that's it. Maybe maybe home against the Bears. Yeah. I don't think it will be. Well, are we talking about juice when the schedule comes out or juice when the game comes? Well, I don't know. I think home against the Patriots will have the most juice. I think it's that. I think it's that, yeah. Unless unless it's like Green Bay on a Monday night in December or something That's like that. That's true. Both te- or both teams are like 6-0 and or something. Right. Yeah, okay. All right, least, least juice? juice, I say at Miami. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty good home schedule here. I was going to say home against the Jets. But that's not like a terrible. Could be. I think at Miami. Home against the Lions. is that, That's not going to have a lot of juice, but could be worse. Yeah, but I mean, and what about at the Bills? At the Bills. That's the easy. I think, my, I think that's got more juice than at Miami. Yeah? Yeah. Sean McDermott, Chad Hall. <laughs> Who cares about at Miami? They're the tanking team. Possibility of a player, you know, getting the Miami flu. Mm, yeah. Yeah, see? Okay. What's your, ge- what's your guess as to what uh, week one will be? My guess as to week one? I think, I, think week, I think week one is often a less exciting game if it's not the premier game. Okay. I'm going to guess I'm going to guess Lions? Detroit. That's going to be yeah, my guess. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. Okay. The official week one prediction of Birds and Friends. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got two more questions? Oh, no. But I can. All right. Around which pick in the first round, in this first round, this is from Philly local fan, do you think it goes from that guy's an absolute first rounder to he could be a first or second round pick in this year's draft? I like that question. Well, the problem is like it's not going to go in I know. that linear order. I know. I think, I think it's usually, you know, I think a... Uh, I think like a Howie Roseman would tell you that it's, it's, there's usually about 20 players who you think are worth a first I don't round care pick. what Howie Roseman tells me. What do you tell me? Stop telling me what Howie well, Roseman how about would this? tell me. I think there are... These are the players who I think are, are... Who the Eagles could be excited about taking in the first round. Okay. Cleveland Farrell. Brian Burns. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to count like Bosa and Quinn Williams. Those guys right. have no chance of being there. Um, Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, if they like him, Montez Sweat and Rashawn Gary, if they check out character wise, maybe Cody Ford, maybe Andre Dillard, maybe Marquise Brown. 
and that's it. Okay. If 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 all of those guys are off the board, I think they will try hard to trade down. Okay. Ernie you says. Anybody else? You, you know what? Attention. I was lo- I was yeah, looking. I, I have to go to the bathroom. One and two. Okay. I was looking for the last question. Okay. Now you say you have to go to the bathroom. One. Does that mean you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> number one or, or first things first i have to go to the bathroom then we'll... ernie says we've had enough bathroom chatter if one of ed oliver or brian burns is available at 13 how likely are the eagles to trade up if the dolphins are committed to the 2020 qb class then moving back and taking jeffrey simmons at 25 plus adding a second rounder seems like a win-win no talk me out of it well that's interesting i didn't realize so the dolphins are 13th huh we think they have some. Well, I think that's a, even more of a uh, support for you saying that it's going to take a future first to move up. You think so? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, I think those are the players they would move up for. But yeah, I don't think that gets it done. Yeah. I don't think Ed Oliver gets that low. Mm. And so I don't see it happening, but I can't really talk you out of it. Yeah. I feel like the Dolphins, I guess it all depends, you know, if the Dolphins say they don't have a better deal on the table, right? And they want to get to add something for next year. Right. Because they're trying to load up. Maybe that could be the exception. And we'll be here on draft night and you'll be saying, oh, remember last week when you were saying you took a first rounder? What happened there? Blah, blah. So maybe. Speaking of draft night. Uh-oh. Uh, did some initial digging. <laughs> Unfortunately, Twitch is blocked on the Novacare. Oh, Wi-Fi is this an easy media. out for you? No, we're going to still figure it out. So okay. I think it, it looks like we're going to have to do like a periscope. What? But that's where we stand. Is periscope blocked? I don't think so. And where would we be sitting for this? We'll figure it out. I'm going to run this by Eagles PR. Just do it. Just do it. Okay, so it could get shut down on draft night. Well, that's a that's a nice carrot to have. Is that that could then if, then it's beyond our control. So you could ask them to shut it down. I could. Okay. Yeah. All right, you've got a playground tank to get off before. Oh, I forgot about this. Okay. You go to the bathroom too. So, yeah. So we had a, you know my wife had a little influenza. Tough. How's she doing? Maybe a little retribution for the the quad. I don't know. I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> forces the universe. Did she have her flu shot? Or, yeah, she probably did. We all right? had our flu shots. Yeah. What's up with that, by the way? Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, so we all uh, moved out, uh, hung out with the parents for a few days. It was okay. said to be very contagious. We think she's fine now. Uh, but I spent a lot of time with the playground, and I had some takes. Take number one: parents. Do not be jumping up and your. This isn't your playground, okay? Don't be good. Take. Don't be climbing up things and running around. All right, fine. You know, you want to spend time with your kid. You're trying to be fun. That makes the rest of us look bad. When you know, Leela says, "Dad, Dad, can you come up here?" And I say, "No, grown-ups are not allowed to go up there." Sorry, she says. But I saw another. That makes me look bad. Mm. Okay. So don't be doing that. Just if You can play with your kids. Play with them elsewhere. You don't play with them at the playground. Agree or disagree? Um, well, I would say that for a, <laughs> for a Casey Wolf at this age, 
like sometimes I have to like go up there with him so that he's not going to fall. Safety is it's, fine. Okay. I've uh, yeah, climbed. Not... I haven't liked it, but I've gone up there okay. for safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm talking about the ones that are running and jumping. Yeah, that's, flying that's around. outrageous. Yeah. Chill. Okay. And this also goes to point number two. If you reach a certain age, don't be playing at these playgrounds. Mm. Okay. I don't know what that age is. I'll find out eventually. Uh, you know, Naya is six, and I feel like she's one of the older ones at most of these. Seven, eight, nine, maybe ten, you're fine. I mean, if you're like 12, 13 years old, be jumping around these playgrounds with the little kids. Mm. Now, now, would you say the same goes? Go cause some mischief. Would you say the same goes for, like, if it's a, uh, here's the regular play- playground, here's the, like, baby playground. If you belong in this playground, yes. don't go to the other one? Yes, although I'll add a ca- caveat. Like, if you have, like, a little sibling... Sure. And you're acting appropriately oh, for the sure. little kids, then fine. Yeah, of course. And also if, if it's not crowded. Right. Uh, so that's number two. I okay. mean, these old kids, like, yeah. Why, you know. All right, fine. You might have little siblings, but, like, bring a uh, soccer ball or something. Go mm-hmm. off to the side. Don't be jumping around yeah. and all this stuff. You're maniacs. Uh, take number three. Watch your kids. Mm, that's one of Rachel's. Rachel sent me her, her takes. We are not there to be babysitters for your children. Now, I will say, know your child. Some, you know, I saw one, one dad was reading a book on the bench. I was closely observing to see mm-hmm. if his kid was causing a ruckus. He wasn't. His kid was very well behaved. He knew his kid. It was fine. I'll, he can read a book. If your kid's terror, <laughs> don't just set him free yeah. and not pay attention. Yeah. Like, we're not all there to uh, monitor this kid, whether he's going to, like, give my daughter a concussion or not. Right. So pay attention. Rachel's, Rachel's uh, description is, it's your job to make sure your kid plays nice. Yes. Yes. I think I, that's well said. I mean, you don't have, what is it, helicopter parent? Is that right. You, you don't have to you do that. You hovering, but you've got to yeah. be paying attention Keep to what's going eye, on. Keep an eye, know yeah. where they are, and more, most importantly, don't be, make sure they're not harassing anybody. Yeah. And the last one is for the parents... You're not going to the club. Like, dress down a little mm. bit, parents. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Like, if I'm not sure when you're dressed, whether you're going to the playground or, like, a, a bar for, like, a night out with the friends, yeah. you're not dressed appropriately. That's probably right. Jeans, joggers, you know, got some nice track pants or something. It's all appropriate. I like that. Yeah. Okay. What about Indians? Oh, well, I think uh, us as a uh, community, uh, we need to get, let's make our kids a little more fearless at these playgrounds. Okay. You know, uh, listen, I'm a wuss. I've been a wuss. On the playgrounds, I was a wuss. And I feel like, uh, you know, us as Indians, we we baby the kids a little bit too much at these playgrounds. Okay. If they can't do it, try try to get them to try a little harder. Listen. Succeeded in a lot of different areas. Sure. I think this is the next one for us to Sports, tackle. Sports, robotics. I feel like it's a little, the proportion of like, you know, the kid kind of whining or crying because like they can't do something. I'm seeing too many Indians in that group. Okay. Okay. So let's work on that. I'll give you the other ones that, uh, that Rachel said. Okay. I'm, I'm excited for these. Uh, number one was she encountered this the other day at the playground. Uh, this is a little similar to your the parents' playing along too much okay. but it was a child and uh the father like playing shooting toy guns at each other oh god yeah 
She said, don't, don't have adults shooting toy guns, yeah, which I, I think, think that, is a good... I think that's a good one. Yes. Um, she said, it's, only, it's okay for your kid to climb up the slide only if no one else is around. 100%. They, I, I, had, I just said that to Leela. Okay. In the last 24 hours. Nice. said, if someone's coming down, you got to get your butt off there. That's right. It's a down first piece of equipment. Casey has learned now how to cl- completely climb up the slide. Wow. He doesn't. He doesn't walk yet. He's just oh. like, he goes up and down stairs, and, but pretty, he loves climbing up stuff. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. He's just, he, does, he doesn't care too much to, to walk. He's, it's, you know. a, it's a good sign. Though. Yeah. Uh, it's your job to make sure your kid plays nice. Don't monopolize the baby swings if it's crowded. Mm. My kids have never been big swingers. Oh, okay. I try to get them on the swings, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then last one, don't bring a dog that can't hang with kids. Mm, great one. You can, yeah, that's all. Okay. Okay. Excellent. On the same page. Yeah. I, I would think most people are on the same page, but you know, as everything... But then again, people recline their seats on airplanes, so... Some people ruin it for the rest yeah, of yeah, us, there so could what are we going to do? certain national reporters who are bringing their dogs to the uh, playground and having them shoot toy guns around. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. It's possible we'll have a... Uh, a show tomorrow night to recap the schedule release. Oh, is it? It's possible. I mean, I'd give it. Uh, I'd give it forty turkeys. Yeah, I was gonna say unlikely, but okay. um, I think we will probably have one more show this week, though, and then probably one more before the draft next week. And then, of course, we'll have the uh, you know some kind of live stream during during the draft. So, until I'm, the so I'm told. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Great to see you. Was that like three hours? Felt like that one. 120. Okay. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you.